I've been looking forward to, uh, to this message. So I, I really hope that you're going to sort of engage. And uh, if you want to say a few amens, then that is perfectly fine. Uh, basically, when we say amen, we are just, if, we, if we've heard something that we agree on, we're taking it. We're taking it for ourselves. We're declaring it. And we're saying, amen, I'll have that, God. So if, uh, there we go. So if, if, that, if that is you, if I say something and you think, oh, thank you, God. That's really got in, into me. Just say amen. Say amen. I'm going to take hold of that. Okay, so I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak, but I don't want these words to be from me. Uh, Lord, I want to exalt you. I want to be a vessel for you to use and speak through. Heavenly Father, I pray for soft hearts, that any words that you want into people's lives pierce through and speak to those people directly as only you can do, Father. So I just commit this message to you and pray that I honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story first. Uh, I've got to put the pen down because I'll start playing with it. I'm getting a nod from Natasha. Um, So a little bit of a story. Uh, Obviously, we went into this COVID situation and uh, a lot of people ended up working from home. Uh, if you didn't work from home, you probably ended up using a computer onto Zoom or onto a Teams or something like that. Uh, did everything go all okay when that happened? No. So many of us sort of had to phone up a, an IT support desk or uh, some kind of help, and they ended up sort of talking. And being in the IT industry, I know that many conversations uh, in IT go a little bit like this. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, now can you just, just check, uh, what, what's your IP address just at the moment? I'm wondering if you could, ju- are you able just to ping to see if you've got, uh, got, got, got control there? Um, I'm going to run a trace from my end, see if we've got connection, and um, if, if, if we can just, uh, if you just press that hyperlink and, and then go through, and uh, is, is that, uh, that, that should work because the control systems are working in the background just, just like that. And just towards the end of the conversation, they say, um, okay, so just restart your computer and all should be fine. You get some IT individuals which really, really like to complicate something which is actually quite simple. It could be quite simple just to restart your computer, but they've made a huge sort of song and dance and made it very complicated. So the reason I kind of wanted just to bring that into, uh, into, into things is... My title for today's message is Complicating Simplicity, and that plays an awful lot in our walk with God. There's many different ways I can take this, Uh, so I am going to focus on our relationship with God and really bringing things back to foundations and bringing the simplicity back into the gospel. And the purpose for that is if we don't understand how simple some things are, how are we going to share a message that God made simple if we've complicated it? So today I hope to then bring in uh, this this why we complicate things, stripping that back and getting to the simplicity 
of our walk with God. So I'll do a little bit of a history, history for you first. Go, go through the Bible. Um, and where better to start than Genesis? So right in the very, very beginning in Genesis, you find that God has, has created all, all things. He's created man. He's created man uh, in this beautiful garden of Eden. Uh, and God actually walks with man. God sat there sort of helping man to name the animals and everything else. Uh, and inside this garden, uh, it, it does make me think, well, was this a garden like our garden? Was it a uh, sort of a, uh, a five-meter by five-meter garden? No, I think it was slightly bigger. If it contains all the animals uh, known to man, then it was slightly bigger. Um, but what does God say? God only gives one rule to man. And I'm sure you know what it is. He says, don't eat the fruit from the tree in the center of the garden. One rule for mankind. Don't touch that tree. Okay, now consider, if we've got a huge garden, Garden of Eden, why was it that they were clearly hanging around this tree in the center of the garden? You would think, and it's, it's always nice to say this in hindsight, I probably wouldn't, but you would think that they go, all oh, right, that's off limits, so we'll explore the miles of beautiful garden over here, uh, walk with God, but no, there's something about this tree. And there's two parts which come into, um, into play here. One is man's flesh, and that's our like feelings and what we like and what we don't like. That's a bit of our free will that God has given us. The other thing is the serpent, so the evil one. And it's the serpent which plays on the flesh of man. It says, oh, God, have you seen those, that fruit? Whoo! That is some good fruit. And they look at the fruit and they go, oh, that does look good. And Sam says, that will make you as clever as God. I go, ooh, not only does it taste good, it's good for me. That might as well be healthy chocolate. And then you have the downfall of man. Because he's allowed his flesh to take over, and sin has entered in, and the evil one has has won a little bit of a battle. So uh, just, just moving, moving on down the line a little bit, uh, the next kind of key point, the sort of part that I want to kind of bring into it is um, the Ten Commandments. Again, hopefully something that many people will, will know of. Uh, you, have, you have this Israelite nation, and um, they're making quite a few mistakes, and God gives them Ten Commandments. And in this, this time, they're out in the wilderness, and uh, lo and behold, they can break every single one of them within such a short space of time. God then goes, right, okay, uh, or well, no, they go to God, look, God, we need a little bit more direction here. Um, and God's saying, saying, oh, right, okay. And by the end of this whole journey, the, the Israelites and, and still the Jewish nation have like 613 different rules and laws. 
The issue is, is during this time, God, right at the very beginning, says he wants a relationship with us. And what's everyone doing? They're focused on the thing that they can't have, or, like in the Garden of Eden, or they're focused on the rules. And it came through, and the whole Old Testament is about, uh, about the Jewish nation failing the laws, um, but also those people who were called the very religious. That was entirely their focus. Their focus was each and every rule. It's like, look at me, I've kept all 613 of these rules. Uh, so I'm, I must be the, like in the top, top 10%. Uh, and then you'll get these people, oh, I just, just missed, just missed. I got 600, 600 rules today. Um, but where was their focus? Their focus wasn't on a relationship with God. Their focus was on the law. And this has all, all been part of God's plan. This didn't take God by surprise. But he needed to give us sort of some examples. He needed to guide us slightly. But then you get, get into the, the New Testament. And obviously, God then sends Jesus. And the purpose of Jesus is just basically to give us the salvation of God's and God's grace. And it says that his grace was freely given. And it was freely given so no one could boast. All he was trying to do was save us from sin, but ultimately saying, you don't need to focus on your salvation when you're in me. I want your focus. Just focus on me. I want a relationship with you. So it says that uh, grace was freely given, so we can't boast. We can't go around saying, uh, look at me, I've got grace today. It's no, there's no point. It's freely, freely given. So God wants just to walk with you daily. He wants to have a relationship with you personally. And God is extremely open and, and ready to engage with you whenever you are ready to engage with him. The evil one, the devil, is still out there, still doing the same kind of thing. So the, the, the devil is um, he's, he's a bit of a schemer. He wants two things, one of two things. Firstly, he actually wants your worship. He wants you to worship the devil. Um, and if he can't do that, he just wants you to stop worshipping God. That's the two motives of the evil one. And the way he will do that, he will get into your flesh and make you think, oh, I could do this. It's not right. I could do this. Oh, I could do that. But in our complicated lives, I'm going to uh, just very briefly mention uh, the, the parable of the, the seeds that, that Jesus uses. 
Jesus uh, says about um, going in different seeds, falling in different ground, and uh, that which lands on healthy soil grows, and that which is on the, the path withers and was eaten by birds. Uh, hopefully most of you sort of know, know that parable. But I wanted to dig into that just a little bit and sort of say, um, within our, our mind, within our flesh and our understanding and our feelings and everything else like that, there are like hundreds of seeds just at the moment. We, we very, very rarely will have good choice, bad choice. It's never like that. It's more like good choice and thousands and thousands of other choices. And it is down to us to do our farm a bit, go around our, our sort of gardens in our, in our minds and going, that, that is not happening. That's going to get rooted out straight away. That's not from God. It goes. I'm pulling that out straight away. That there, that is a word from God. I'm going to make sure that that flourishes. That is going to grow in my life. That is going to develop, and I'm going to stand firm on that seed. So just like a normal garden, you can go through a garden... If don't, don't look at ours because we've got way too many weeds. Um, but generally, what you try and do is you try and weed out the gardens. and make you, you, Because what's happening is, is those weeds are competing for the same nutrients in the ground as the flowers that you want to keep. Just like your time in life, these other things come up. They start taking your time. They start taking distractions, everything else like that. So which ones are you going to have? And it actually says in God's word, take every thought captive. When you think of something, check it out first. Don't just go, oh, there's a thought, let's run with it. Because not all thoughts are good. I, I kind of just wanted to go over two of those songs that we, we just, just sung. Um, there was like the 10,000 reasons how many of us, how, well, how many of us sort of can think of uh, a different title, sort of 10,000 reasons uh, not to do something that God wants us to do, or 10,000 reasons to do something else completely? Or the other one, the other song that we sung was uh, Nothing Else. Um, so with Nothing Else, usually we'll replace that with um, something else, everything else, anything else, anything else but you, God. Anything else? So let's, let's bring this back to simplicity. So I've talked about uh, just, just that, that thought life and controlling your thoughts. Let's just, just bring this back to simplicity then. Yeah, why not? I, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this, but I will do it. I, I've got my mum and dad here. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to ask my dad to stand up. He's got his mask on, so it shouldn't, 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 shouldn't be too bad. Um, if I was to ask my dad, how was your week? Okay. Now, all I needed to hear was okay. Why, why did I only need to know that okay... And I could, have told, I, I could have told you that that okay was a 
it was probably a tough week. The reason you can sit down, I won't, I won't, I'll save your legs. The reason I know he didn't have to tell me that he had a, a, a sort of, it was, uh, he had a few troubles. The reason I know that is because I've spent so much time with my father. I don't need to listen to the words, he says. There's always a heckler, and I thought it was my wife. It's not the words, but it's how he says it. Because I've spent so much time with, it, with, with him, I know and I can understand from that what type of thing he's, he's telling me, the information. The reason I kind of wanted to use that is it should be relatively straightforward anyway. But it is exactly the same as our relationship with God. The more time we spend with God, the easier it is to understand him and be able to hear him. He, he's not saying, I want a relationship with you, but I'm going to make it really difficult. It is, I want a relationship with you. I want to walk with you through your days, whether that's hard or easy. I want to be there beside you. I want you to be able to say, God, what can I do? And be able to hear God say. And because you know God's God so well, he only needs to say yes or no. And because you know him so well, you know whether to go that way or whether to go that way. And how do we know? How do we get to know him? So we've got this Bible. So a little, little bit of a, a sidetrack. Side um, men generally. If I said this was an instruction book, no man would ever read it. Uh, I, uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to pick on Carl because I, I, I know I, I, there's several things I could pick pick for Carl. So, w with Carl, what I know about most men, and I can guarantee that this would be with with Carl as well, that if he's interested in something like a brand new bass guitar, uh, what would you do in the run up before you buy that bass guitar? investigate it. I, 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 I've been part of some of Carl's bass buying journeys. I've seen the videos that he's found on YouTube. I've seen all the, the literature and everything else. I've heard him talk a lot about his bass guitars. Um, he, he almost doesn't need the instruction book when he gets it because he knows everything. He's done his, his research first. Uh, this this God's word, it could be seen as an instruction book. But this is a relationship book. This is a, what am I investing my life into? I'm going to put my time into something, for something at the, the end or something along, my, along the way, along the journey. This is the investment of my life to get to know the person who made my life.
The problem is, uh, and, and being honest, is so many of us don't spend enough time, or maybe any time, reading God's Word. And it, it is all well and good listening to messages like this one, but my, the, these words that I'm speaking aren't as valuable as actually going to the Word of God directly. And, and this, is, this is like a little analogy that, uh, that I kind of, kind of picked up. Uh, and it's, it's one of a, a, a carpenter. This hasn't got anything to do with my dad, but I'm sure he'll relate to this story. Um, of measuring a, a piece of wood. You need to cut a thousand of these lengths, and they've all got to be the same size. And you're given the exact measurements, and you measure this, this, uh, this plank of wood. You cut it, and you use that one as your, your template to cut the next one. And then you do whatever needs to do with that one. You take that one, you use that template as that one. And at the end of the thousand odd, you've got something which is a few centimeters out than the original one that you were asked to sort of cut. And I've, you just use that analogy for making sure that you will always go back to the original descriptions, the original plans. Um, Otherwise, if you just take it from listening to other people, that can change. You know, everyone knows about Chinese whispers. It all goes and changes, and by the time you've got the end, you've got something completely different. I'll say this. You only have to look out in the world and see the amount of different types of, I say religions, but they're not even religions. They are very odd ideas which say that they are based on something, but they're not. They've been changed and twisted. They've twisted words. What does that sound like? That's the evil one. He's, he's using the same tactics. But he's, getting, he's, he's just doing it in a very sly and subtle way. I'll change that a little bit. I'll change that a little bit. And by the time we got to the, the end, you've got something completely, completely different. So going back to simplicity, always, always try and spend as much possible time in God's Word because you will know and understand God Far better. I'm not saying that listening to other people is useless. So I'm, I'm not saying switch off now, because that would be a bit self-destructive, really. So I won't do that. So what we do is we saturate ourselves in God. And by saturating ourselves in God and understanding God, when we walk through our days... How many of us have had hard days this week? Show of hands. Oh, everyone's had easy weeks. Oh, okay, okay some, some hard weeks. As we've had those hard weeks, how many of us have started those days or been in those days and gone, God, I need your help? And uh, just a kind of a show of hands, if, if you've kind of said that, Who's got through those days and gone, how did I manage that? And then you go, oh, actually, I did ask God. Thank you. <laughs> God will never, ever let you down. Um, people often sort of say about having that, uh, that childlike faith. What I, what I don't want people to get confused with is... It's childlike faith isn't childish faith. Childish faith is doing something a bit silly, really, and just going on with any desires. But childlike faith 
is that taking God's word and simply putting it into your life. If God wants to walk with you through any day, even the roughest of days, all you have to do is put God first in your day. I love, I love going through, uh, well, I do love reading the Bible. I love Romans, um, and there's so much, so much in there about, about God uh, and about his grace um, and walking with God. Uh, and it talks about this, this battle between your flesh, what, what you'd actually like to do, and what God, God's sort of helping you with. And I'll, just, I'll just, just read a little bit, and then, then we'll kind of go through it. And this is, this is Romans 8. It won't be up on the screen, so you just have to be attentive with your ears. Uh, Romans 8 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. So what, what, what does that mean? This is, this is just to reevaluate your, your walk, that you understand what, what this means. Um, when you are in Christ Jesus... You are saved and you are set free. And what are you set free of? You're set free of that hold of sin, uh, that hold of the flesh that, that can take you down roads that you don't want to, that can take you to that, that tree uh, uh, or the, the weeds. It can take you to the weeds and you start playing around with the weeds instead of the actual, the actual thing that you want. When you accept Christ into your life, you, with Christ in you, can say no to sin, and he can help you through that. It says, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. What the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh, God did. Just in those few lines, that's explained that history that I was talking to you about. God putting in that one rule, man disobeyed it. God putting in 10 rules, and man disobeyed it. God putting in 613 rules, God disobeying it. So he gives us Jesus and says, I love you so much. I just want a relationship with you. So I'm sending my son to die so we can have that relationship back. For those who live according to the flesh, their minds are set on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on things of the Spirit. The mind set on flesh is hostile to God because it doesn't want to submit to God's laws. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not, not belong in him. So it says, if you've got the mind, if you've got, got Jesus inside you, if you put God first in your decisions, if you say, Jesus, guide me in this, he will, he will not 
let you down. Any type of day, any type of day, I can guarantee is better with God than without it. I can say that with full confidence because I've had those days, I've been in those days, where if I didn't have God, I certainly would not be standing here. And I certainly could not confidently say that God has got me through many, many days. So we talked about, uh, talked about the Word of God. There's also... Um, Praying, okay, how, how, how good is our, our prayer life? That's always really good to sort of reevaluate. How often are we praying? And, and do we complicate praying? Do we think, oh, it's got to be a list of things, we've got to do it in this way and we've, we've got to do that way? Or some people could be, I can only pray at church. Um, what, all prayer is, stripping it right back to simplicity, is God wants a relationship with you. And he wants to hear from you. So prayer is just chatting with God. I, I will often go out and I will just talk to God. I hope to look up in the sky and say, thank you, God, for the sun. Thank you for this glorious summer. <laughs> it's so nice, this lovely warm weather, blue sky. I need some more amens. We need to declare this. It's August. And it's raining. Um, so don't, don't complicate things, okay? Keep things simple. Come to God. If, there will be things that you will not understand. There, there are plenty in here that I, I don't understand in, in, in this. But I know God well enough to say, God, I leave that up to you. I don't actually understand that, but I know you. So I'm going to rely on you. You deal with the sort of the, the other things. Other things uh, that you'll have, you'll get understanding a bit later on down the line. If you ask sort of, God, I really don't understand this. I'm struggling with this. This is really sort of feeling like it's crippling me. Can you just please guide me in this? And it'll actually, it'll actually make you sort of understand it. Sometimes there's a bit of a journey to that. So what I just want to kind of, kind of wrap up is are we keeping our relationship with God simple? Um, are we keeping our life simple enough? Have we got too many distractions? Have we got too, too much going on? Um, have, is there lots of things taking our, our time when we could be spending it with, with God? Make sure, make sure that you just get some time every day, and it doesn't need to be a lot, and you don't need to be religious about this, but simply go, oh, Lord, have you got something to tell me today? Right, okay, flick the Bible open. Ah, oh, the Lord's Prayer, isn't that funny? <laughs> so it's opened on the Lord's Prayer. What's God want to tell me? And, and just, just have a quick read. It just takes a few minutes, but you'll find more often than not that God speaks directly into your life. So keeping it simple. Uh, I, I do, I, I, 
Also want to just give it like a little plug really for um, baptisms. Again, keeping it simple, Jesus just said, believe and be baptized. We're doing baptisms on the 22nd. If you haven't been baptized and you believe in Jesus, or even just at the moment you've just got some questions, talk to, talk to someone, someone else here. And, and then when you get to that stage, you're going, look, I believe in Jesus. Be baptized. It's extremely simple. There's nothing, nothing behind that. You don't need to think about sort of uh, anything other than the word of God says, believe and be baptized. So just wrapping things up just slightly. Have you got a faith? where you want to walk with God in the cool of the day. That we said and we sang about, about being in your presence. I guarantee if you said, God, I want to be in your presence. Lord, just, just come. And you allow God just that time. God will be present with you. And he will change your entire life. And often one simple step after one simple step. So this morning, I just want to give an opportunity. We're going we're to pray for uh, uh, just in a moment to wrap up. But I want to give an opportunity to those uh, not only who might not know Jesus, um, but also those who just want to kind of recommit their time to Jesus and say, look, Lord, I've had a busy life I've, and I've put you to the back. I want to move you to the front and I want you to guide me uh, and I will follow. So I just, just, just let's close our eyes. Let's just, just bring this into the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you that all you're, you're wanting, all you made us for was to have a relationship with us and to show us your love. Father, I just pray that you show myself, you show each of us individually any complicated barriers that we've set up in our lives, any distractions, anything which we put before you, we pray that you break this afternoon. We pray that you show us how to put you first in our lives. Lord, we want to just have a simple relationship with you. And out of that simple relationship with you, we're able to tell other people about a great and amazing relationship that we can have or that they can have with their God. 
that we don't overcomplicate things. In a very hectic, busy world, busy lifestyles, we at least pray that you're at the front of our day. You are first in our lives. So now I just want to have, give an opportunity. If, if you don't know Jesus, I just, just want you just to just pray this in your heart with me. Heavenly Father, I, I, I want to know you better. I want to know who you are. I want to know this God who can change lives. So, Father, now I just pray that you'll come into my life. I accept you, Jesus, that you died for me. And I ask now that I can build this simple relationship with you. Just, just while eyes are closed, just if that is you, uh, or like I said, if it's someone who just wants to recommit their life just, just to put God first in it, just, just raise your hand. Uh, it'll only be me seeing, and I'd love to just sort of chat with you after. Okay, thank you. If, if you do want to know more, we've got so many uh, leaders in our church uh, and so many amazing people in our church who know God very well. Uh, and I just ask, just before you leave, that you try and find someone and say, just, just tell me a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more. And we'll be more than happy to come and speak to you. Amen. Thank you ever so much for your time. I hope some of that has sunk in a little bit, and I hope that has helped. Uh, like I said, it was a bit of a journey for me, and uh, it's helped me as well just to get back to some of that, those foundations and roots. So that's the end of the service. Uh, <laughs> Tasha's saying kids. As head of kids' church, I suppose she would. If you've got kids in kids' church, then please make your way down to kids' church to sign them out. Otherwise, I hope you have a great rest of the Sunday uh, and a fantastic week putting God first. Thank you.